talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hey guys, Danny and Lindsay Pullman here. What's happening? Today we are talking to you about wanting. Want awareness is what we're calling it. And why is this important to know what we want? Why are we scared to want? What do we often get hung up on? Um, And how can it also be life-changing to tap into this and access that power? And Um, what it looks like in our brains. Yeah. Which Danny's going to get into at the end it's gonna be awesome all right so Lindsay, why don't you lead us off here all right so i wanted to lead in with well first of all i have been here too but i've noticed with my clients that you know people will come to me and when we start talking about what they want a lot of them not all of them but i would say like a lot of them don't know they just don't know and you know they they might give those you know the quick answers of like i want my children to be happy and want to live in a safe home and and those things but when it comes to what they want for themselves they don't know and that doesn't mean anything has gone wrong there's so many different reasons why and I think a lot of times as humans like we use these little sneaky little thoughts to suppress the part of us that wants okay so we might so many different reasons I think it has to do just with like this protective survival part of us trying to just keep us safe Um, right? Because usually if there's something that we want, that's not what we have, then our brain has to expend extra energy to make that happen. Our lower brain doesn't want that to happen. Our lower brain just wants us to like live in a cave for the rest of our lives. And it will be like, I did my job. I'm good. So (laughs) wanting more than what you have does take energy in your brain. But you know, being unhappy with what you don't have also takes mental energy as well. So, so what do you notice like with your, <clears throat> your clients? So where do they start with this? You know, I think it can just be really helpful to understand and know that it's okay to like what you have and want more. Like you can love your life and want more. It's that simple. And I think the, the things I hear a lot of people say to me is like, well, I should be happy. I My husband makes enough money. We live in this nice house. We live in this nice neighborhood. My kids are healthy. I shouldn't want more. Right. But what I think is when we're not allowing ourselves to really be like in touch with ourselves and with what we want as humans, we are like suppressing a certain part of us. We're suppressing a side of us. And, you know, as humans, we all have this unique gift of creativity and our own unique zones of genius to put into the world, to make the world a better place. And I think sometimes when we're suppressing our wants and we're suppressing that side of us, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to do that if that's what we want. Yeah, and I, I think, in my experience, it can actually also be damaging and detrimental to do so, more than we might realize. Yeah, why do you think that? Um, it's just from my personal experience. Whenever I feel like I'm suppressing that part, those parts of me and not willing to look at it, um, like I see it show up 
and physical mm-hmm. health ways too for myself or just the way that I feel as I approach day-to-day life. Um, and I see clients too, it, it, like in a real position of powerlessness when they're trying to suppress all these wants instead of really right. tap into what they are, why they're there, and how to get intentional about it. Right. And I think the interesting thing too is just because you want something, it doesn't mean you have to go out and get it because you allow yourself to want it, right? But just giving yourself permission to want something, sometimes it helps you realize that you want it, but not right now. Yeah. Or you want it, but you want something else more. Right. You know? So so tell me if this sounds familiar. Why do we avoid identifying what we want? Or why do we not even know what we want? Maybe it's because we think we won't get it. Or we think that we shouldn't want it. A lot of people judge themselves for mm-hmm. things that they want. And, um, or we think that we'll get our hopes up about wanting this thing and then we won't get it and our hopes will be dashed, right? Mm-hmm. And, but then, like, a lot of times we talk about getting our hopes up being a bad thing, but is it really bad to get your hopes up? Like, what's the downside of having high hopes for a while, you know? And then, um, just something worth questioning there. Or, well, or we, did you want to pipe in? Well, I was, and the th- hope is such an interesting emotion too, because I think it can be good to have enough hope to, like, survive and and you know keep moving forward in life. But hope can also, like, I think sometimes hope can, when we just sit and hope for something, it feels a little bit reactive too, which I think is just kind of interesting. But it's more of an aside. So why don't you keep going along with? All right. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into that more later. Um, Or sometimes we might think that others' wants are more important than our own. Uh, Maybe some of you have been there. Or think that there's not enough of that thing that we do want or enough time, energy, or money to get it. So there's not enough of the thing for us to have or there's not enough time, energy, money for us to go and get it. And so if any of this feels familiar to yourself... um, just ask ask yourself why like why am i not why do i not know what i want why am i afraid to want or why do i have resistance to wanting or why do i think these things and are they serving me um and just start looking at it raise that awareness want awareness right and uh and then another thing is sometimes you like want to want something do you ever find yourself like wanting to want something yeah. Or wanting to not want something. Like a lot of my clients, they want to not want porn, right? And they come to me and they still have this part of them that really does. And that's part of why porn's still a part of their life. But you can tap into that and change it to the point where you don't want it anymore. That's what's mm-hmm. so awesome about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the question is, is what would it look like for you if you were to take out all the expectations all everybody else's wants in your life or what you think they want for you, your community, church, spouse, whatever. Any obstacles you can think of. Like if you were to remove all the obstacles, what would you want? What would you want for you? And we're not saying that church and family are obstacles. We're just saying that <laughs> just things that because those are just thoughts that get in the way of what we us tapping into what we want. Yeah, it's the way we think about church and family right. that is the obstacle. It's not right. church and family itself, right? Exactly. But this is really important because wanting is such a powerful thing. It's where we gain a lot of our power. And wanting is a choice. And then what people don't realize sometimes is that desire 
which is part of this, right? It's kind of the same thing. Um, it's a learned thing. Mm-hmm. Like the things that we do desire in our life, we've learned to desire them. It's not like you just want born just because you're supposed to or because that's just how it is. Like you've learned to desire porn mm-hmm. or whatever you desire in your life. And if you've learned it, you can unlearn it. So that's the good news there. Um, that's such good news. Such good news. That's amazing news. Yeah. And um, it, so here's an example, right? So maybe it starts with a thought, that desire, right? It starts with a thought as simple as I want porn. And then you feel that desire. The thought is what creates that feeling. And then you have that that desire, right, that you experience. But just remember, it always comes back to that thought, which is like a sentence in your brain. And then when you act on this pattern, on this desire, and you get that dopamine hit, like with porn in particular, an unnaturally high amount of dopamine, then you reward yourself for thinking the thought that created the desire, right? And then when you do this enough times, it gets delegated to that automatic unconscious part of your brain. And then you start craving it like it comes out of nowhere, right? You have these cravings just kind of popping up because you've taught your brain to do it. You've accidentally learned to want more porn. Wait, what? I feel like you need to say that again. That you've accidentally learned to want more porn? Yeah. (laughs) Because I think with a lot of people, it doesn't feel intentional. It feels very reactive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they, and they feel like they should never want it, and they shouldn't do those things. And then it's like you literally, like, create the reality, that reality for yourself. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about urges here, okay? When you, when you do have that craving come up, that desire for porn or overeating, eating a cupcake, donut, or whatever it is, any habit that you're trying to stop in your life, right? Um, a lot of times we experience that urge and we want to, we feel like we need to fix it or get mm-hmm. rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to like solve this problem because, and, and usually what's so uncomfortable is you have that part of you that does want it mm-hmm. and you also have that part of you that doesn't want it, mm-hmm. okay? And so with porn, if you, you can try to solve it, right, by giving in and, and um, looking at porn, right? Then that helps with that part of your brain. But then, or, or you have the other part that doesn't want it, and you try to just insist to yourself that you don't want it, right? But what if we don't have to solve the tension? And so here's a, a quote from a guy named Stephen Cope, and I really like this. He says, you can hold tension between two opposing forces, and if you do that, there will emerge a third way that will transcend the two and make way for an evolution, so awesome okay so so when it comes to these urges rather than try to fix it and react to it uh, what if you just hold that conflict within you and just hold a space for it for long enough to see if you can come up with another solution right and i think and like change and evolution yeah and i think for my clients it might not be you know an urge to look at pornography but i have had you know a few recently who with like they're talking they're thinking about divorce and it's like a part of them wants to get divorced and a part of them doesn't right and i think sometimes just being allowing yourself the space to hold both of those thoughts can like danny said create an evolution because sometimes if we're just open and we give ourselves permission to want both then we can come up with 
some other solution or whatever, we can come up with a thought or an idea that brings something even better to the table that we couldn't have imagined. I really like how you said that. Um, yeah, a lot of my clients, they they judge themselves so much just for having an urge for porn, right? And mm-hmm. I, I've done this too, so much in my life. And Yeah, and um, my clients will judge themselves for even having a desire to get a divorce. Even if it's like a blip, they like totally judge themselves. Yeah, or like for wanting a break from your kids, right? Yeah. Or from your husband. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah, from each yeah. spouse. Um, we judge ourselves for wanting, but then we can't even look at it and understand where it's coming from and why it's there and it might actually be an important signal with valuable information, right? Um, and what you can do with these urges is if you practice this enough and get become aware enough of what's going on um, and get intentional about it, then that same way that it's been delegated to your, your lower brain, the automatic, unconscious part of your brain that's being really efficient with things you've practiced a lot, you can practice intentional wanting to the point where your automatic quick impulsive is to not want porn or to not want the thing, whatever it is you're trying to stop in your life, which is so cool because usually that's like the big hang up for a lot of people in the beginning, but then it actually becomes a great ally for you. You can Mm -hmm. turn the tables if you learn how to approach your brain this way. Yeah. And make that work for you. So amazing. Yeah. So, um, so wanting is powerful and it is so important to look at. Um, Here's a cool thing from Atomic Habits. He, uh, James Clear, he says that, I'm paraphrasing, he says that the wanting centers of your brain are much bigger than the liking centers. So that, that just means that uh, we're, we have a bigger part of our brain that's devoted to wanting things than to, like, to liking our current experience of things, mm, right? I love that. And so he says that's why we need to make desirable habits attractive so that we can anticipate them okay so anticipation becomes a big part of this equation and it's an important thing to look at as well because uh, what you can do is like with my clients they um they can get a big dopamine hit from just anticipating looking at porn right maybe even more than the actual activity of porn sometimes um and sometimes that's that's another form of buffering where rather than feel or be aware of our present experience in our life, we escape by anticipating that we're going to have this experience with porn later, right? And um, and I think it can be good to like just also keep in mind that like it makes sense that the wanting centers of our brain would be bigger than the liking centers, right? Like as a survival mechanism. Like if you go back to caveman times, like you had to want food badly enough to maybe leave the cave, right? Right. If you like the cave too much, then you won't go out and get the food to survive later. Or Possibly, <laughs> yeah. Like something. Like there's huh. something there. I think there's some a reason that our the brain is designed that way. That's there to serve us. And now, as evolved adults, you know, we can make this stuff work for us. I like that, and I I always find it useful to when you you're practicing being aware of these <clears> things <throat> to ask, how's my brain trying to help me? And like give it that space instead of just judging for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had an aha moment with this um, in terms of anticipation. A lot of clients and myself, like at times, I've been scared of relapse. Right? We're we're scared we're gonna fail again, um, and we 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 want so badly to get rid of porn in our lives, but then we're like scared because we failed 
so many times in the past that it's going to happen again, right? And we, we spend time focusing on that. Um, but what I noticed, first of all, what I've realized is that's never really helpful in terms of the goal to eliminate porn from your life. It doesn't help you to achieve that, to continually focus on your fear of relapse. We think maybe it's going to help us prevent something. Mm-hmm. Usually it ends up being a self-fulfilling type prophecy um, with yeah, if you focus on that. But then also, um, what might be happening here too is we think that you're just you're just fearing and preventing this thing, but it might also be that anticipating part of your brain wanting to hold on to anticipating porn, right? So it could be a sneaky way of your brain trying to still anticipate that porn is coming, where you think you're just fearing this thing and trying to avoid it, but it could be th- that same part of your brain trying to like hold on and, and say, "Hey, this might happen, right?" Right. right? Then you still happen, get right? the dopamine hits. Yeah. Anyway, so sneaky. I, 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 at least for me, that really resonated with me, and I thought it was really helpful and insightful. So, so how could that resonate with someone who isn't looking at porn? Ah, oh, good question. Let's see. So, um. Yeah, how can that resonate? Let's uh, like help with me food. Out. Let's just talk about food, right? So, like, if if we know we don't want to eat like sugar for a month, or we don't want to have like a cinnamon roll for whatever, right? Like that that little low level like desire, but you might still have it. Like we're so scared to have it that like it's kind of the same thing. And correct me if I'm saying it incorrectly, but like. We're so worried about like having the brownies or having the ice cream that there's that little part of us that's like our, part of our brain that wants us to hang on to the anticipation because we're getting a low level hit just thinking about it. Yeah, like you might actually get a dopamine hit from anticipating along with that fear of failing. But the interesting thing is, is that is so exhausting to me to think about all of that going on. Like if we can give ourselves permission to want, that doesn't mean we have to like go through and eat the brownie or eat the chocolate sundaes. And I don't think those things are bad, by the way. I'm just saying like if that's something that like we have ultimately have decided we didn't want for a month and we want to follow through with a commitment to ourselves, then we can, giving ourselves permission to want something and want something more I think can be more powerful and take less energy than pushing back on the fear and, you know, the fear and the anxiety that might come with like giving in and the judge judgment and the shame that might come when you do give in and you feel really powerless when really it's just kind of how the brain operates. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's, the point is like anticipating is an important part of this process and it's something to just start paying attention to like for me this is a really uh cool kind of click light bulb moment to realize this and and you're gonna have your own light bulb moments if you just give yourself permission to even look at the anticipation and acknowledge it's there and it's okay to that it's there like Lindsay was saying right and with dreams like dreams that you have like it's okay (coughs) to want big things in your life and you can want those big things and want your present life more, right? Like you could want to go to graduate school and like, you know, get a doctorate degree and do these big, huge things. And you can, but if you allow yourself to just want that, 
then what usually you could do is you hold the space for yourself to have the clarity to make a decision that makes sense right now, which could be going for it. And it could also be, yeah, I totally want that. And right now I feel like I'm in this season where I want to be really focused on X, Y, Z. So good. And Lindsay's going to, we're going to put a freebie of hers called the capacity to dream in the show notes for this. So look for that. Um, and it, it's a really cool exercise to get your brain going on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then along with that, um, Stephen Cope again, who I quoted earlier. Another thing he said is, if you live someone else's dream, it can't benefit you or them. Boom. I like that. So good. Because um, how many times do we try to live someone else's dream in the name of love or sacrificing for our family or you know all of these you know wonderful ideas um but at the expense of us maybe even becoming someone who can show up that that much more effectively for the people they love in their life yeah because i think a lot of times like with you know with the husband their wants probably align with like maybe their wife's dream of what they want but if the husband can get really clear on how he's doing it for him, it's going to be so much more powerful and effective at making that happen than like not being willing to do it because he wants it for himself too. Yeah. Yeah. That was an important shift for me. I used to be so focused on wanting to not look at porn just for, just for Lindsay's sake and for, you know, church reasons, because I thought it's just what I was supposed to do to be a worthy mm-hmm. priesthood holder, um, worthy at church. And, um, but when I started like really boiling it down and saying, you know what, why do I want this for me? And letting it really authentically come from me, uh, that was a, a very important shift for me to step forward. Okay, so. So basically, if you want to start this process, here are a few steps you can take, right? You can stop judging yourself for your wants, number one. And number two, spend five to ten minutes identifying things that you do want. Write them down. And then um, along with this, like, if, if you've ever, like, looked at porn, um, if you've ever, okay, a lot of you have. Um, but if you have you ever stopped and allowed yourself to just look at and ask yourself why did you want porn in that moment and do it soon after it happened and write it down take the judgment out instead of making it this big oh i failed again and look i'm unworthy like try to drop that stuff for long enough to say why did i want porn in this moment and then identify why and then you can get intentional yeah because if you're not getting to the root if you're not even like letting yourself have the clarity to figure out why it even happened like it's not going to solve for it right yeah you'll just keep banging your head against the wall and you'll miss out on this really really valuable information that you can gain from finding out why did i just go against a commitment i made to myself like why am i escaping yeah you can use it as an opportunity to gain more understanding there's such important information there do not skip over that if you want to make progress that's my recommendation and, and yeah, the next step is just get intentional once you've identified your wants. And then um, the last thing is be ready for that cognitive dissonance where 
like we said, that tension between two conflicting ideas. You're going to have the old thought that you've practiced a lot, and you're going to have the new thought that you're wanting to practice, and be okay with having some dissonance there, some tension between those two, and just sitting with it for as long as they need to be there. Um, yeah, what would you add here, Lance? Yeah, so I would say for, for my girls, for my women, um, you know, a lot of times we we don't another reason people aren't don't want or don't allow themselves to want or dream um is just you know they don't think they're worthy of wanting stuff they don't think they're worthy of wanting you know what more than what they currently have and so you know big thing is the big point i want to drive home is number one you can love what you have and want more and you know a lot of times we might be like well who am i to go do these big things or to allow myself to go do this thing. And my question to you is like, who are you not to? I like that. I like that. Um, and then along with that, yeah, you kind of alluded to this, how a lot of times we do spend time wanting things we don't have, right? When we think about wants, we almost assume like it's mm, about things mm-hmm. you don't have, right? right? But something you can do is you can turn those wanting centers into liking centers in your brain. You can you can spend time identifying things in your life that you want and already have, right? Like right. for me, if I made a list of my top wants in my life, having a beautiful wife that I'm totally in love with and three healthy kids and living in a safe, beautiful place would be like toward the top of my list. And I have all of those things. And I can take a moment to just realize that and say, wow, I have those things. And I choose to want them again and mm-hmm. again. And I'm going to enjoy wanting them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of plays into that gratitude, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so so giving yourself the space to want can help you, number one, live in your zone of genius. Number two, live the life you are meant to live. And number three, act with more power than ever before. Yeah, and also just see that a lot of what you really want you might already have for sure all right and then i just wanted to share um how how excited i am about the success that my clients are having um i had a a guy who came to me when i asked him on a scale of one to ten what's your control level with porn and masturbation in your life and he said you know this was like four or five months ago he said it was about a four, and we're getting toward the end of the five-month program with him, and um, I asked him the same question. He said, it's at a 10. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's incredible. And then I had another client just a couple weeks ago, and I asked how it's been going, and he said, I'm doing great. Like, I've gone this long, and I was like, when's the last time you went that long? And he started getting emotional because he is just so grateful that he's finding better success with this than he has in forever. Mm-hmm. And this stuff really does work, and I'm finding greater success than I ever have, and um, just wanted to share that. Thank you to my current clients for working with me and letting me be a part of that. And uh, those of you who aren't my client yet who need help with this, uh, what's your deal? Like, let's let's get together. Let's make <laughs> you know, it happen. You know let's, where to find him. If it's you know what you want, too. if you really want to stop porn, then I will help you uh, learn how to do that. You can get what you want. Totally. You deserve to get what you want. And sometimes it's just a little 
framework and a series of little mind shifts that will get you there. All right, that's it for today, guys. Have a great day. Peace. Till next time. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.